Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of L3 Harris Technologies, Inc., ticker symbol LHX. We're looking at L3 Harris today as a subscriber request. Currently, the business is trading for $192.51 per share, and over the past year, their stock price is down 15.5%. Over the last five years, however, they're compounding at a rate of 5.5% annually. Over 10 years, L3 Harris is compounding at a rate of 15% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last nearly 18 years, L3 Harris is compounding at a rate of 11% annually. Keep in mind that their average dividend yield throughout this time frame would be in addition to this compounded annual return in their stock price. And currently, L3 Harris is paying out a 2.3% dividend yield, which is slightly better than that of the yield of an S&P 500 ETF right now. Another reason we're looking at the business is because the company is just over its 52-week low. They're just $3 above their 52-week low. They're down nearly $90 from their 52-week high. Right now, the company does not have a lot of short interest around its business. L3 Harris is a large business. They have a $36.5 billion market cap. So for additional background about the company, L3 Harris Technologies was created in 2019 from the merger of L3 Technologies and Harris, two defense contractors that provide products for the command, control, communications, computers, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance markets. The firm also has smaller operations serving the civil government, particularly the Federal Aviation Administration's communications infrastructure, and produces various avionics for defense and commercial aviation. The company was formerly known as Harris Corporation and changed its name to L3 Harris Technologies, Inc. after their merger in 2019. L3 Harris traces its roots back to its founding in 1895 and is headquartered in Melbourne, Florida. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of L3 Harris based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is an evolving process, and it's still a work in progress, so it will continue to evolve and improve over time. It also serves as an opportunity to learn in public, so with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. So starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. So by asking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. So since their merger, which took place in 2019, L3 Harris has earned pretty stable returns on capital. They've increased just slightly over this time, and L3 Harris is earning about 9% returns on capital over their last 12 months as well. Averaged out, including the years before their merger, when it was just the Harris company, L3 Harris is earning about 11.5% returns on capital. So even though these returns on capital are slightly better than that of a typical business, they're below that 14% benchmark we're ideally looking for. And so this is an X to start things off here on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high-level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature, and either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. Not surprising that the company has grown pretty dramatically over this time frame. The biggest jump here came not surprisingly after their 2019 merger. Post the merger, the company's revenues are up by more than triple. Their earnings have also more than doubled over this time frame, and their free cash flows have more than quadrupled. 
So very big growth here for L3 Harris. While it does look like they had some organic growth coming into their merger, and it does look like they've grown slightly since their merger as well, the vast majority of this growth came from the merger of these two companies. However, this is our first check of the day coming in here on metric number two. Then next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at L3 Harris on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the past five years. We learned that their earnings have more than doubled over this time frame, but we still want to take a look at what they've done in terms of their shares outstanding to get this earnings per share measure. And throughout these past five years, the company has diluted existing shareholders by about 57%. All of this dilution was a part of their merger, and since the two businesses merged, they've actually been buying back quite a bit of shares, buying back shares in all years since 2019 pretty steadily. Over their last 12 months, L3 Harris has earned $5.80 for each share that they've had outstanding, and so this is another check here on metric number three, as this is strong earnings per share growth for the business. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, we learned that their free cash flows have quadrupled over this time frame. And even with their shareholder dilution, which came from their merger, which was an all stock merger, L3 Harris's free cash flows per share are up pretty significantly over this time frame. Over their last 12 months, they produced $9.75 worth of free cash flow for each share that they've had outstanding. So this is a check here on metric number four. So far through our first four metrics, we have three checks and only one X. Then next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that the business has produced over the last five years. So this will be slightly skewed because of their merger where the company's net debts were combined together. Currently L3 Harris has been adding on debt since their merger and right now they have $7.2 billion worth of net debt. Over these last five fiscal years, the company has only produced $6.6 billion worth of free cash flow. However, in these three years post their merger, they've been producing more than $2 billion worth of free cash flow a year on average. And so if we were to extrapolate that out, it does look like the company is reasonably levered and it doesn't look like the business is overly indebted relative to the free cash flows the business is now producing. So because of the unique circumstances for this business, we're actually going to give this metric to them, even though it's not technically by the book here, as it does look like in all three of these years post their merger, they've had steady free cash flows to be able to comfortably support this debt load. This means that so far through our first five metrics, we have four checks. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of L3 Harris. So we're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the company that's more similar to as if L3 Harris were a private company. So right now they have a total enterprise value of $44 billion. And while for most businesses, we'd be looking at an average of their five-year cash flows over this time, for L3 Harris, given their unique situation with their merger in 2019, we're going to be looking at their last three years worth of free cash flows and picking an average of those to give us a better perspective of how the company has operated and fared post its merger. So over these last three years, L3 Harris has produced $6.6 .6 billion worth of free cash flow, which means that they're producing about $2.2 billion of free cash flow in an average year. So when we divide their $2.2 billion of their average three years of free cash flow by their $44 billion total enterprise value, that gives us almost an exactly 5% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. 
meaning that this is going to be a check here on a relative basis of their average free cash flows as it does look like the company is coming in just at that risk premium that we'd ideally be seeking. Over their last 12 months, the business is producing about $1.9 billion worth of free cash flow. So that's down slightly from what this average has been at. And so to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the company, when we divide their $1.9 billion of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $44 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us about a 4.3% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. So while their current yield is above the yield of the 10-year treasury, that's down from that 5% risk premium. And so their current and their average free cash flows to their enterprise value are split here. So even though metric number six is a check, this is somewhat of a mixed bag, which really points to using this type of analysis holistically and evaluating the company in a holistic and comprehensive manner. Then as a bonus here, we're looking at L3 Harris's dividend profile. Right now, L3 Harris is paying a 2.3% dividend yield, which is better than that of the yield of an S&P 500 ETF currently. However, it's easy for people to make mistakes by blindly chasing dividends. So it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business to evaluate those fundamentals like we've been doing here today and to determine whether or not that company's dividends is well supported by either their earnings or their free cash flows, depending on the type of business. So we want L3 Harris to support their dividends with their free cash flows, which this looks like that's been the case in all five of these years. Because of their merger, things are a little skewed for their fiscal 2019, which looks like it was reported here on January 3rd, 2020. But especially post their merger, the company has maintained a relatively low dividend payout ratio, and they've been able to very comfortably afford this dividend payout and even increase it over this period with more than enough free cash flows coming in. And as we learned, a pretty healthy debt position for the company as well. So even though this is a snapshot of the past here and it's not a guarantee for the future, it would seem to be the case that L3 Harris has a potentially pretty sustainable and pretty healthy dividend going forward. And as a defense contractor, the company does operate in an industry that's potentially less sensitive to some of the other macroeconomic uncertainty potentially happening in the economy right now. Then everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze L3 Harris Technologies, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential intrinsic value for L3 Harris. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So here we're starting with an average of their free cash flows over their past three years post their merger. Then we're using historical growth assumptions for how the business has been able to grow their free cash flows to project these out into the future. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these potential growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for L3 Harris. So if we assume a growth stage over the next 10 years where the company grows their average free cash flows at a rate of just under 12% annually, then we assume a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that where these free cash flows grow at a rate of about 5% annually. We're not going to be adding in the company's tangible book value because that's skewed based off how the company has bought back their shares over the past several years. If we were ideally seeking a 15% rate of return from the company, then it looks like an approximately fair intrinsic value for L3 Harris is right around $144 per share. So that's down more than $50 from what their current stock price is. However, there are reasons why this might not be potentially accurate for the business. A discounted cash flow model is really going to be predicated on the predictability of a business and the predictability of its future free cash flows. So with this major merger happening just several years ago, it's likely more difficult to project this business out, especially given how their operations have integrated with one another. So it may be more difficult to accurately assess their future free cash flows than some other businesses. So it's worth being mindful of the fact that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or 
or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our recap for L3 Harris, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those around the key points supporting either a potential long or potential short thesis of L3 Harris? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business, number one, defense prime contractors operate in an acyclical business, which could offer some protection if the U.S. enters a recession. Number two, L3 Harris is at the base of a global replacement cycle for tactical radios, which is thought that will drive substantial growth. And number three, there is substantial potential for cost synergies from the merger with L3 due to the decentralized organizational structure of the pre-merger entity. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the business, number one, the United States has enacted substantial fiscal stimulus in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, which may depress future defense spending. Number two, it's expected that L3 Harris's top line will be more reactive to changes in defense spending than long cycle peers. And number three, L3 Harris depends on U.S. military funding, which is an inherently political and thus uncertain process. So hopefully that offers a potentially balanced perspective around some of the key points for L3 Harris, either supporting a short or a long thesis of the company. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, L3 Harris checks the box on five out of our select six metrics. On an average basis of their free cash flows to their enterprise value, it looks like that's offering a potentially attractive yield compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. However, that was more suspect when we looked at their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, as these two were on opposite sides of that 5% benchmark we're looking for. Even still, on both an average and a current basis of their free cash flows, it looks like L3 Harris was able to support their net debt position, and the company has grown their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows pretty substantially since their merger, even with 57 shareholder dilution over this time in an all-stock deal. The company has been steadily buying back their shares since 2019, and that's potentially likely to continue into the future as well. Our only X of the day came when we looked at their returns on capital, where since their merger, they're earning just about a 9% average return on capital, and that's what they've been at over their last 12 months as well, including some of the numbers before their merger, they're coming out to an average of about 11.5% returns on capital. Either way though, that's below that 14% benchmark we were ideally looking for. Then looking at their dividend profile, L3 Harris is paying out an above average dividend yield that looks like it was well supported by their free cash flows in all five of the past years. And that's especially the case with a pretty low dividend payout ratio post their merger. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of L3 Harris, if you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate and applicable for the business going forward, then if you are seeking a 15% rate of return from L3 Harris today, it looks like a reasonable fair value for the business would be down more than $50 from their current stock price today, somewhere in the mid-140s. Again, there are reasons why this may not be potentially accurate for the business going forward, especially as they've had this major restructuring and major merger. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about L3 Harris. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. 
These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and quantitative aspects of L3 Harris, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for L3 Harris technologies is. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business, and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that company, knowing what's important and what's not important for the business in the future, and ultimately learning to understand the underlying essence of the company. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of L3 Harris. Harris Technologies Inc., ticker symbol LHX. We looked at the business today as a subscriber request, so I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. And if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about L3 Harris with me, and have a great day.